New research finds that the country's 500-plus pet food manufacturers not only provide balanced, safe meals for America's dogs and cats, but also stimulate the overall agricultural economy through the purchase of ingredients, labor, and services from related industries. With more than two-thirds of U.S. households owning a pet and more than $30 billion in pet food sales annually, the Institute for Feed Education and Research, known as iFeeder, the North American Renderers Association, and Pet Food Institute came together to better understand what goes into the production of pet food. Welcome to Feedstuffs in Focus, our podcast taking a deeper look at the big issues in the livestock, poultry, grain, and animal feed industries. I'm your host, Andy Vance. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we'll dig into the first-of-its-kind research, into the purchasing power of the $30 billion pet food industry, and the economic implications the industry has for U.S. agriculture in rural communities. In a general sense, the research found that U.S. pet food manufacturers give back to the agricultural economy by using 8.65 million tons of animal and plant-based ingredients for dog and cat food to provide the complete nutrition that pets need, at a value of $6.9 billion. Feedstuff's editor Sarah Muirhead talked with Rob Cooper, executive director of iFeeder, to learn more about the study and the overall importance of pet food to the broader animal food and agribusiness industries. With more on the story, here's Sarah. Rob, we caught up in Atlanta, and you were talking to me there about a study that was being worked on, a pet food industry study. It was the final stages of being pulled together then, but the report is now out. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Let's start with the reasoning as to why the study was done. I know it was done with iFeeder, the North American Renders Association, and the Pet Food Institute. So a couple parties involved in that. So kind of how it all came to be and how those um, those groups worked together to, to bring this to a reality. We did partner with the North American Renders and PFI on this pet food study. And really all three groups knew that the pet food industry was important to the agricultural economy. And what we really set out to do was better understand the impact that the pet food manufacturers have on the U.S. and the farm economy, and then to take a little deeper dive into an analysis of the ingredients that go into making up pet food in this country. And I believe the study showed there was a $30 billion annual contribution that the industry was making overall. Can you kind of break that down? That's a pretty big number. So kind of break that down a little bit for us. Sure. Overall, the study did show that there were sales of over $30.3 billion to the economy in the country, you know, and that's obviously indicative that over two thirds of the U.S. households have a pet at home and that the pet food industry plays an important part in so many households and really helping to make sure that our pets have safe and nutritious diet and food options just like we do as humans. Why is it important for us to have an understanding of what the contribution is that the pet food industry is making? I think there are a couple of reasons. One, it is being able to show what they deliver back to the ag economy. They use 8.65 million tons of animal and plant-based ingredients to make the food. That's valued at $6.9 billion. And then there are are the upstream values of of what farmers purchase to to grow the crops that go into making that food. With over 500 ingredients in the ingredient mix for pet foods, you really see an opportunity for everything from the major commodity groups to specialty fruits and vegetables, meat, poultry, seafood, and even rendered products are part of the, the pet food diet. And I believe the top five ingredients were whole grains, poultry, 
meat and bone, corn, gluten, and soybean meal. Probably no real surprises there. As I've toured feed mills over the years, you see other things too, right? You see like peas and sweet potatoes and all kinds of, as you mentioned, various ingredients that, that go into these pet diets. And I believe that's probably because the diets are are changing as consumers are looking for different things in those diets? Yes, exactly. One of the things we know are that, that pet diets often mirror human diets. And so as our diets evolve, so do those for dog and cat food ingredients. The study showed that the pet food industry uses a lot of byproducts. Can you give us some more details on that? Sure. And I think that was one of the great stories that came out of this study was the use of um, byproducts, those parts uh, of the animal or, or those parts of the specialty crops that we wouldn't otherwise use in our human diet are able to be used and are actually highly sought after in pet food ingredients. It's minerals and, and proteins and those types of things that pets actually enjoy in their diet. It's keeping those products out of the landfills. It's allowing us to, to use every part of the animal and to not only feed humans, but to feed animals as well. So the sustainability story is just one of the really great stories that came out of that and how we're all working together to be more sustainable in both the ag and the pet food industry. So how do you use the report from here? Sure. You know, the purpose of the study was to have that better understanding and to be able to talk to the commodity groups, to be able to talk to retailers, to be able to talk with consumer influencers, to be able to share the information with decision makers, with congressmen as, and women as they're making their decisions to make sure they understand both the value of the pet food industry, its impact on the agricultural economy, and how we all need to continue to support rural America and make sure that we're able to continue to produce these items and, and keep America fed and keep America's pets fed and safe and nutritious. You mentioned a bit about the upstream value that the pet food industry has. Can you give me more detail on that? So the overall value of the ingredients used in pet food, we determined was $6.9 billion. So that represents purchasing products that are made on the, the farm, so the, the raw materials. But the, the economic impact really goes beyond that to what the farmer needs to grow those products from labor to fuel to the seeds themselves. And then you take that on beyond what through a multiplier effect to what the local farm stores have to buy and invest in to be able to, to supply the farmer with, with the equipment that they need. So it's really exciting to be able to say that the pet food industry really goes all the way back to the farm and then all the way back into those rural communities and supporting those retailers that support the farmer. If folks want to see the study, where can they do that? They can find everything on our website. It's ifeeder.org. We have the complete study. We have some one-pagers. There's some interactive graphs there where they can can dive into both the ingredients and the economic data and take an opportunity to really look more in detail at the overall report. Thanks again to Sarah Muirhead and Rob Cooper from iFeeder for a look into this benchmark economic study. As Rob mentioned, the full version of the report, U.S. Pet Food Manufacturers Feed Pets in the Economy, as well as an interactive map detailing economic projections at a state level, those are all available at iFeeder.org, and we'll link to those in the show notes of this episode for you as well. You'll find more in-depth reporting on the animal feed industry in the pages of Feedstuffs. And for the latest updates from our editors, you can subscribe to the Feedstuffs daily e-newsletter at feedstuffs.com. 
I'm Andy Vance, and you've been listening to Feedstuff's In Focus. If you want to hear more conversations about some of the biggest issues affecting the livestock, poultry, grain, and feed industries, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Of course, you can always check out our website, feedstuffs.com, for future episodes. And I'd encourage you to go back into our archives for our recent series of special reports delving into the impact of COVID-19 on the livestock and animal feed industries. Until we gather again next, have a great day and thanks for listening.